Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Bola Shade Anosie. So great to be back. Summer is officially over and we are back bringing you lots of fun, insightful interviews. I hope everyone had a great productive summer. Some of us <laughs> were just working like workaholics. And it just makes me think about the days when I was just a tomboyish teenager who could just... I guess, faff around, travel, sleep, or participate in summer school, or take one exam, maybe it's preparation for NECO or WAEG. And you just think back, like you just miss being a child when your parents would say, you have to go to bed at a particular time. And now that you're older, or I'm older rather, I look back and I'm like, can I just have those restrictions or those rules again? Because this grown-up life is not what it's cracked up to be. It's just too much going on. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one who misses that or who feels that way. And speaking of teenagers, just came to my mind right now. Speaking of teenagers, I have a random cool story to share. And I know that no one really cares, but I'm still going to share it anyways. So <laughs> I was cleaning out my room a week ago and I stumbled on some old pictures and let me just say that i don't even know how to explain it. the word terrible does not even begin to explain how i look you know how you look at some of your old pictures and you're just like what the hell was i thinking so in this particular picture and i'm gonna have to use it for like a throwback thursday or like a flashback friday so that people can actually see what i'm seeing because this picture is atrocious so in the, in the picture i'm wearing because like i said i used to be a tomboy i, I think i'm still a tomboy but back in my really really prime tomboy days i was wearing this oversized fubu shirt and i'm sure a lot of people know what fubu is i believe that i think the full meaning is for us by us but fubu used to be big back in those days and yes yeah, so i was wearing this red oversized fubu shirt but i think what makes it even worse is that i think the fubu shirt would have even been fine it have, would have been fine because i mean it's fubu and it was cool back in those days but it's the fact that when i look at my lips it's like I'm have it's like I have Aurora on my lips. I'm look my lips look like I just ate or ate ten is it puff or something and my lips are just so shiny. Like I look really, really bad. So I'm definitely going to have to use that as one of my throwback Thursdays or flashback Friday pictures because I think when you get older, I think maybe I'm just like in this really reflective phase of my life of like looking back as to when I was younger and where I am right now. And you just look back on some of your fashion choices and you just say, thank God for growth. Now, I don't know if anybody has seen the show Insecure. There's a particular scene where one of the ladies, her name is Kelly. She's talking to someone about something and she talks about growth. That's how I feel this. Thank God for growth. So, anywho, on to more serious things. Before I get on with the show and why you are here. I have to give a big shout out to my friend Japheth Omojua on the release of his book, digital the new code of wealth it has been a good insightful read for me so far and i definitely recommend the book to anyone listening so do check it out it is available for purchase on amazon or on digitalwealthbook.com so that's one word digitalwealthbook.com congratulations again Japheth. i am honestly so proud of you you inspire me to keep on pushing so continue to do great things my friend Okie dokes. So my guest for this episode is budding songwriter, music producer, and sound designer, 
Anwoli Roslin. Anwoli has a fascinating life story as it pertains to her having a hearing disability. I read her story on Instagram a few months ago after she shared it and I knew that I had to talk to her. Not only was I intrigued by how she was able to pursue a career in music, I equally wanted to know what gave her the strength and the resolve to keep on going. Over the course of my discussion with Amuli, we talk about her work, her experience navigating the ins and the outs of the Nigerian music industry, and much more. I hope you enjoyed the interview and please share the podcast with others and leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Alrighty, Amuli, welcome to the show. Thank you. He said, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> First of all, I want to start off Noting that although you are a music producer, you're also a pianist, yeah. you're a composer, you are a sound designer, oh. and you are a songwriter. Yeah. So you're like a very multi-talented lady. Yeah. And then in addition to that, you also have an amazing life story as it pertains to your hearing. Yeah. Because... You recently got hearing aids because you said you were unable to hear properly. I think that when I read that story on Instagram, I honestly was so touched and I was just like, because it takes a lot of guts to actually keep pushing on despite that struggle you are going through. But before we get into that, the first thing I want to ask you is, which one are you choosing? Gelato. <laughs> fan yogurt. <laughs> or fan ice cream. Which one are you picking? Uh, okay, I'll just go with the one that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is that? Fun ice cream. Fun ice cream. Yeah. Okay, fun ice cream. Okay, yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, I think I'll go with fun yoga. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I lost interest in it. You lost interest. Do you used to um, take fun ice cream or do you used to take that? Okay, that was when I was in secondary school. Yes. I used to buy that green one. Yes. Because <laughs> I know for me, I um, used to take fine yoga when I was in primary school. Yeah. But then mm -hmm. I stopped when I was in secondary school. So, okay, okay so you're going with fine ice cream. I'm going with fine yoga. Yeah. Gelato. Mm. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I'm going to stop it. I know. So, so, just to let us know more about who you are, you okay. are the firstborn of how many children? Do I have five siblings. You have five siblings? Yeah. Okay. And I frequently see that you're forever retweeting the troubles that come with being the first child. <laughs> and <laughs> as a first child, <laughs> I have to say that I know I know the struggle. Yeah. So talk talk about the struggles of being the first child. You just invited me up because I had my dad this morning. Okay, what well, marriage? Well, marriage. <laughs> I just like okay, daddy wait. <laughs> what was he I'm saying? Not, uh, you know, I think it's the thing that comes with um doing it own time, you know, people got married early and he used to remind me of that. Ah, I married your mother when she was 22 years. You get and he was over 30 something and me, I'm around 26. I'm not even acting like someone that is even like one time a relationship, much less, you know, talk about marriage yeah. or something. So it's like looking at it every day. Yeah. What is going on? Music, music, music. Tell your daddy that, ah, papa, and music will pay the bills though. Yeah, you know, I think he supports me, but it's just more like, okay, we know you're doing music. Mm -hmm. like to, sometimes he comes and takes me when I'm working in my room. Okay, awesome. what are you doing? Even if he doesn't know what he's doing, mm -hmm. he just look at it. Okay, put it in his mind. Like, okay, tell you together, I know what he's doing. Yeah. But let me just see it together. But sometimes a part of him just wants to, you know, you know, Africa now. Mm -hmm. and yeah, ah, when we did get leave this my house. <laughs> So <laughs> let me let me let me let me be your father's advocate. So um, are you dating? Me no. <laughs> uh, 
at the moment. <laughs> Anybody that you have an interest in? Uh, or are you doing coded, coded, low undercover love? I have a lot of courses from people, you know? Mm, who can you <laughs> like, name one person? It, it doesn't last for a long time. I don't know. I, I tend to lose interest sometimes. Uh, why? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because I've gotten so used to being single for oh, so long. Yeah. So sometimes you just start doing some small, small drama. After big, 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 go, big. I don't want. Can I just say, Emily, that is the right thing to do. Anybody that shows you wahala, <laughs> don't think that the wahala is going to now become better. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I, I support that. I support <laughs> that. But anywho, when the I guess when the time is right. Yeah. Now I know that you're born in Enugu, Nigeria. No, I was born in Lagos. You're born in Lagos. Yeah. So what what is the story with Enugu? Okay. Uh, it has to do with the hearing aid. Okay. okay. I'm from Enugu State anyway, but okay. I grew up in Lagos. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. So um, when I was um, searching for hearing aid, I sent emails to a lot of um, NGOs, international mainly. So one of them responded and told me that they will be in Nigeria, in Enugu, Calabar. During that period, so I have to go to Enugu. Okay, so now that you've actually gotten to that point of the story, when I read your story, you said that for the longest time you were not able to. I don't want to tell your story, so I would <laughs> let you tell your story. But just a quick, a quick summary is the fact that you said that you couldn't hear for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, you sent emails to international, and they actually got back to you. Yeah. And they said that they were going to be in Nigeria, mm-hmm. yeah. specifically in Enugu, yeah. and you said Kalaba at yeah. a particular point in time. Yeah. And if you could come, then yeah. you would be able to get it. Yeah. So continue from there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't even know I was having a hearing problem. That's a funny thing. Because when I was growing up, I was just... Um, just living my life, doing my thing. It was later after I graduated and I was playing the piano and I noticed I could not really hear. So, I would, okay, I googled, thank God for Google, and there's this noise I would hear, but I ignored it over time. I didn't know that that was a problem I should have addressed mm-hmm. right from time. Yeah. Okay, I think we call it sinus or something, like a head noise. Yeah, just oh, keep going yeah. and sometimes it can be tactic and the thing with the audition I went for <laughs> God, it was terrible I was auditioning for a uh, uh, short piano so when the choir was singing and <laughs> I had to now focus on their lips it was very <laughs> it was very tough mm-hmm. I had to focus on their lips just to hear what or pick up what they were singing maybe it's a familiar song I could play but I was not hearing a lot of things because wow. uh, I just imagine you're trying to listen to someone talk and there's this sound just playing in your head. You get it was a lot. So I didn't get picked anyway, but I think over time I should have, you know, paid attention and said, okay, this thing that is happening to me, I ignored it. Okay, I just felt it was a normal thing. Yeah, so it was during the whole piano talk that I went to the hospital, I went for hearing test and I was like, ah, this thing is something that you should have done when you were out, not even now. Wow. Yes, and you just sort like, maybe the way you talk, there are some words you can't call properly. I was like, oh, wow, okay, I did not know this. But I noticed some child comments when I was in university to the same thing. You know, some people, this baby, you know they, yeah, waiting, they follow you talking, you know they, and because I'm always like, eh, 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 okay, but I didn't see it that way. I was very oblivious of the whole your whole thing. What about your parents? Did they not know that you could not hear? That, that's the thing. I, I, I don't know. I think um, when I was in class one, I could only remember there was a time my mommy used to make me read a book to her. So I think they were telling her about my speech, but a lot of them did not realize that it was connected to the Gee, hearing oh, wow. because you cannot see what you can hear. You get so, but wow. I lost my mom. Okay, Sorry um, about that. Yeah, and I think 
the whole thing fell on my dad. Yeah. <laughs> and being a single father for a very long time, he didn't uh, remarry until later on. Okay, I get you know, having one person trying to take care of two children, mm-hmm. you get, and he was the doctor, the doctor and the pastor, and you know, trying to uh, you know, balance up all of that. So I guess a lot of people did not pay attention to that. So it was not easy on him, but it was always there Doing somehow. But I just think they did not, you know, pay, pay attention. Yeah, they didn't pay much attention to it. That, that yeah, I think I think just even your experience, like you said, your dad was definitely trying his best. But I think mm. it's very important that parents pay attention exactly. to because, like you said, if they had caught it very early, yeah. it would have Love, been yeah. it would have solved a little yeah. bit of the stress that you you were yeah. going through. Yeah. Okay, so just continue the story that because I said your story is really fascinating. <laughs> So, I know that you said that you contacted the organization, right? They told you mm. that they're going to be in yeah. Enugu and what was the other place again? Calabar. Calabar. I don't want to keep on, I keep on forgetting that it's Calabar. Okay, so Enugu and Calabar. Yeah. So, you chose to go to Enugu because... Yeah, only good days were closed. In yes. fact, I uh, currently walked home, so I didn't even tell them that this was an issue because I, I was not even sure of what I was going to meet when I get uh, mm. when I got there. Mm-hmm. So, I just sent a call, sent <laughs> a mail. Got, I got a mail on Monday. And part eight, and the end was starting on Tuesday, but just Tuesday and Wednesday. So mm-hmm. I had very, very minimal time to start calling, okay, yeah. or start writing letter and all of that. So on Tuesday morning, I just got up and I left. I just called my, listen, I'm going for an emergency medical situation. I get, yes. I'll get back to you when I, when I get back. So I got there. So I got to Enugu less in the evening around five. They were already done for the day. It's the only one idea I had. Wow. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the person that I met there, that's a Starkey Foundation mm-hmm. guy. The, the guys that were sitting there were like, if you want to come get this hearing aid, come by 4 a.m. <laughs> I was like, I saw I that. Like, I was like, I used to What's happening here at 4 a.m.? <laughs> of all the places. I mean, if for Lagos, I would understand. Yeah. <laughs> Even Lagos, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lagos, everybody wake up very early. I know, uh, but. Come back, sometimes you have coffee by 5 a.m. I know, that's just, cr- so, that, that's just another story for another day, I'm only, because I just Lagos life. Anywho. Uh, so you said you got here, you got there for yeah. Him. So I had to look for a hotel around that side because yes. that was the first uh, issue there, and yeah, I was I was lucky. So at four, oh, uh, from three I was already away. I had my bath. And I spoke to the guy there because I don't know this area too well, so I can't be walking only me walking exactly. on the road. Yeah. So the guy was very nice. He he escorted me to the distance. From where we were, he was like, "What is happening there? That is very noisy." At four, <laughs> when I got there, I saw people. I like, eh? I just said, I only know the year, and I <laughs> so it was not hard to hustle. You know, Nigeria side, mm-hmm. everybody started hustling to write name, all this, number this, number that, number that. By the time we wrote our name, we were like 80 something, I was like, wow. Yeah, you said you oh. were number 82 on the yeah. line. I was shocked. Like, more people started coming, and you know, they were writing their name. You know, just you see parents hustling for their children. Wow. Man, I didn't realize that this thing was this deep like that because you know, when you, when you, you are going through stuff, sometimes. You know, you're just in your own world and you don't realize that some people are facing this same issue. Yes. Then you see fathers hustling for their kids, mothers hustling for their kids. Then there was some um, association for the uh, them fandom mm-hmm. that came to to help some of their kids too. So we filled our names and we wasted around six, some of their kids of Pitaki material arranging us and you know. So that was the whole thing in Monday. We started later, everybody started coming out. We had uh, different uh, sessions. That day. The first one was the alignment test. Then after that, we do a test. They'll check your ear. Then we do this test. And after the test, they will not confirm whether it's one ear or two, two ears. Yeah, that needs the 
young age yeah. and all of that. And for you, it was two, it was the two years, right? Yeah, so we moved to the next stage. All of us start now, just expecting what's going to happen, what's going on. I think it was like, even if I could use words to say, it still would not give the exact feeling I felt yeah. that day. Like, how was here, and the fact that I put my hands over my bag, like, I've been carrying that bag for years. Opening, closing, opening, closing. I know not say this bag gets out. I was picking a lot of, you know, phone uh, ringing and yeah. stuff. Very, very, very loud noise. But, like, everything was just coming at me, like, whoa, 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 okay. I mean, when I read your story, I was just like, I was just like, dang. Because, first of all, how did your interest in music even start? I started playing piano when I was six years. My dad played the piano, so he okay. made it composed for all of us. So all your siblings can play the piano? <laughs> yes, yes. Everyone has at least basic knowledge of the piano. Yeah, that's awesome. Because, I mean, I just, like I said, when I, just to go back, when I read your story, I was just like, I don't even know how that must have been challenging for you. Because, like you said, a lot of us as human beings, I don't know, is it a lot of us as humans? As humans, mm. we all sometimes live in our own world. Okay. We think that our issues are the most pressing issues and other people aren't going through their own issues but for you that you are a music producer and you're struggling with your hearing how are you able to get internships and get people to give you opportunities now that's my first question but i want to just go back to something real quick because i also saw that you wrote that just to get two hearing aids in, I think it was in Lagos, it was going to yeah. cost 740,000 naira yeah. because 370,000 yeah, for, for one, each one. Yeah. But through the Starkey Key Foundation, yeah. or Starkey Foundation, yeah. Hearing Foundation, you were able to get it for free. Yeah. yeah. So obviously that's something that the government has to address. Be- yeah. Go ahead. They collaborated with the Enugu State government. Okay. Oh my God, I saw the billboard. Oh, okay, okay, great. Enugu State. Yeah. I think they collaborated with the government to do. So you got it for free and yeah. now you're, you can, yeah, you're yeah. hearing very well. Yeah. And I know that one of the people that you thanked was a light on Dada. Yeah. You thanked him for the internship opportunity because you said that he, I guess your experience at his studio taught you a lot about sound. Yes. Can you speak more about that? Because, but like you said, before you got the hearing aid, you couldn't even hear very, very well. Yeah. So how yeah. did you manage that? How were you able to do your do your work as a music producer if you can't hear very well? Yeah, I use more headphones. Mm-hmm. So I headphones very close to my ear. Mm-hmm. You get no mid-high, high mid, high, very, very high frequency sound. Like when the catch is whistling. I don't know here. Oh, wow. Yeah, like all this high, high, mm-hmm. and with the bed is singing, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm on the high frequency sound, yes. all this crashing, cymbal sound. Yes. Yeah, but if I use a headphone and I'm playing, I play, I hear it, or maybe I just boost the volume up more. Mm-hmm. You get, so I guess you pick it up. So, um, about my experience in... Um, Light on the studio. Yeah, it's Before that, I studied music production. Yeah. Okay, I went to tension. So, um, part of our requirements for graduating was to do intensive. So there was one of our lecturers that took me to the studio. That's how I got to know about mm-hmm. you know, light on that. And I like the you know, studio environment. So I sent uh, him a message, then he called me to chat. I thought then, I thought he was not even going to respond. respond. Okay, but you know, later, later, he called me, okay, I should come and talk. But, yeah. So what, because you said that, even though like you couldn't hear like the high frequency, sometimes mm-hmm. you said that when people ask you questions, you would ask them, like, say it again. Yeah. So yeah. at the times that when you're working with um Olaito and he would tell you to do something <laughs> okay, okay, I guess you have a story. Yeah, let us let us hear it. So I, I did a lot of lip reading. Oh. I didn't know that that was the way my brain, brain was, was just ad- yes. yeah, compensating yes. yeah, for lack of you know, hearing. Yeah. So when I came in <laughs> and Olaito that I don't know, you know, talk very loud. Talk with it very <laughs> subtle. Very, yeah. So it was a bit of struggle. So there was a day it was so bad. Because I was not looking like I was dumb. That was usually most of the issue sometimes. So I had to not call him aside. So 
I noticed, you know, it tells us you, you know, it became more conscious of how it spoke, you know, yeah, just maybe if I'm not here, you know, if you notice, maybe if they're playing out the sound, we're not telling me, okay, use the headphone. So I, I like the the fact that we found to accommodate. Yeah, that's awesome. So your you did your internship at Onlighton Dada's um, studio from October. No, actually not October. You did it for three months in 2016. Yeah. Prior to that, you were working as an assistant set designer. Uh, yeah, from yeah. October 2013 to October 2015. Yeah, Two years. <laughs> that was the, the Genesis studio. Genesis, the yeah. We had the artist strike. I was supposed to have graduated 13, yeah. August 13, but so that time I couldn't sit at home doing anything. So, Chef Designer, I think, was someone that linked me up to the producer that owned the Genesis. So, uh, so for someone who's listening, like, okay, she's a composer, she's a music producer, she's also a pianist. What is the connection between a set designer? Okay, so <laughs> I tried ex- to get that. Ex- okay. <laughs> okay, but couldn't you have stuck with music production? I'm just asking the questions. <laughs> okay, I always knew I wanted to do music, but I guess at some point I was not sure where I wanted to go. I didn't even tip production, even though back then I used to myself in the studio, but I did not have any clear idea of what it was going to be like. Mm-hmm. So but when I started my session uh, pianist job with uh, DSL, so that's mm-hmm. when I started, okay, Fine, I could actually go and study Russian. All right. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was like, when I read your story, I was like, wait, te- technically speaking, <laughs> why is she a music producer? Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm always going to be a champion of people being someone of many talents. Thing. So I just wanted to know how, yeah, between yeah. Um, set design. And yeah, what, I, I tried to say that too. Basically, we used to do a lot of that in yeah. school. Although I majored in management, I did a bit of event management. Uh, yes, too. I saw that as yeah, well. Too. Um, I, I did that, and I was still a dancer at the oh. point, but I stopped after I dislocated my ankle. Oh, okay. wow. <laughs> so, uh, there were I had, I think I realized over time that I had wide interest in so many things, but all of them were connected to entertainment. Yeah. I just realized that somehow if I decide to learn something, unless I'm really not interested in it, I could actually get to learn it. So I guess I'm just very open-minded about learning. Yeah. One thing I believe in, you never will fully know how you have lived something yes. you don't really do it. True. Get to. I don't want to maybe start thinking in my old age, ah, what if I had done this mm-hmm. thing? What would that have been like? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because you don't want to have any regrets on your deathbed. Yeah. At least you die empty like you have yeah. given of yourself to everything that you really wanted to pursue now moving back to the music aspect of your repertoire and your skills what has it been like navigating the music industry i don't i don't want to really be too cliche as a female no i'm not going to really i mean i guess you could talk about that as a female so not only just being female but also being an up-and-coming music producer talk okay. about some of not even challenges, just what your experience has been like. Okay. Uh, I realized that somehow they did danger for people who want to encourage you, especially for ladies. Okay. So, although I noticed that there's a bit of drop in expectation, mm. like, yeah, I have been there for a while. Yeah. Aside from just the whole production part, I played with band, played with female band, and there were times where we, you know, we were coming up. I, uh, my friend made a statement then. So like some of the things we played, which were guys that did this in the old tunnels. <laughs> so there's this drop in expectation, but there was this, you know, everybody encouraged you. So I think more people are more in love with the idea of females doing stuff than actually supporting them. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. Just, just my realization. Because sometimes when I have conversations with people, like, okay, now I do this thing, will you, uh, you know, pay for this exactly. thing? Without making up, you know, funny, funny comments about, uh, 
Uh, but you'll be a woman now, I won't collect this type of price. What's in the do step? And I think it gets very irritating. Right? Like, there are some guys that are not even as like, good at what, yeah. you know, some ladies, but just because they're not a guy, there's no doubt. You do not doubt it. You do not even begin to negotiate whether the guy can do it or not. But for a lady, you are not usually very skeptical. So I feel, but when they hear your female producer, hey, female producer, yay. Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I feel more people are more in love with the idea of, yeah. you know, you being a female doing something in the male dominated area than actually, you know, supporting, supporting it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've, I've always said that. Just total, total random tangent. I've always said that, that what, you, what you just said also applies to relationships. Okay. People see people and they, they are in love with the idea of the person. But when you actually come to being in that relationship, they realize that it's serious work. Like <laughs> the idea of saying, oh, Amuli is amazing. But exactly. <laughs> but actually now putting in the work to be with Amuli is like, oh, this is actually serious work. So just kind of talking about what you said. It's like, oh, yeah, it's great to support female producers and say yeah. we're supporting you. But when it comes to uh, when it comes to actually putting putting your is it putting your mouth where your money is, yeah. they like telling you one kind yeah, story. Yeah, you get and everybody starts, you know, trying to reduce your... Yeah, your rates. Yeah. yeah. Especially when we're playing for band. Although there were some people that would um, support mm-hmm. and I had some very good uh, band members then that we pl- I played with. Mm-hmm. Get, and it was a really good platform for me because I learned to work with people. So I was not... No, very confident. You no, know, usually on the back side, I was just up at the belly top. Will that be? Was that particularly because of your hearing? I didn't. I think that at that time, I did not realize that was the issue. Oh, okay. okay. But right from time, I just felt like I did not like to associate too much with people. Being back in secondary school, I sit at the back always, not because I didn't know anything, but I just tried to seclude myself from you no know, lot of drama. Yeah. Okay. So, but. We thank God for growth. You'll be Because you've been steadily growing slowly but surely. Because I saw that your most recent musical composition was something called Gram. Yes. <laughs> so can you tell us what influenced that? Um, what was the piece about? Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I just listened to a, a sample. You know, how the thing with production is I've realized it. Sometimes you can get an impression. Sometimes the sound or the tone inspires you. Mm-hmm. Like just really a very nice tone and all of a sudden all the old melodies just, you know, tap for me and, mm-hmm. you know, you just tap. What even happened was there's a telegram group I'm on. Somebody uploaded a voice note. Yeah, they were singing and I listened to it and I'm okay. I just played the piano line. I like, I, that's why the beauty. So when I play the piano line, I started hearing a bass line in my head. I played the bass line, mm. I played this one, and the whole thing just stopped. Yeah, I had this R&B feel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And eight months ago, you did a remix to Tenny's Case. Yeah. I saw that you said that you love, love, love that song. Yeah. So that was what inspired the remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but, but, okay, when, when I listen to the uh, women, everybody loves Tenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just the musical part of her, but at least she has been able to make everyone love her personality. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I listened to the song, and all of a sudden, one day, just the very, very nice big line was just playing in my head. Mm-hmm. I just went home, I just started creating stuff, and I did it. And I sent it to one of my friends first. I was like, 
you do this thing. I said, yes, like, it is like, wow, wow. <laughs> so I posted it up on SoundCloud. Even I was shocked at the uh, response. The, yeah, because when I even posted it, I didn't uh, post the link, yes. the SoundCloud link. I didn't post it on Twitter. I only uh, uploaded it direct. Okay. On yeah. So I just, you know, dropped it there and left it. Only for me to come back when I saw over 1,000 streams. I'm like, whoa, yeah. people are finally like this with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, but how did that, how did that make you feel? Yeah, it made me feel good. Yeah. Like, okay, that means people actually pay attention to stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you really, really do good stuff. People yeah. pay attention. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I liked of your production is you have this beat called Aproko. Okay. And it has this Afro beat and electronic thing that yeah. I think is really, really cool. <laughs> Thank so you. So that, that's really awesome. Thank another you. one that, obviously, because of your piano background, one yeah. that another beat that you have is Kubut. called Scribbles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that Kubut was actually meant for a spoken artist. Mm. But you know how you start something and, you know... You keep it for yourself. Yeah, the guy <laughs> just former and later. Mm. I bet, I think instead of leaving the scene, I just put it there. Yeah. It was meant for a spoken word, you know, something very mellow background, mm-hmm. playing and stuff. Okay. Now, one other one that I like is, you You titled it is Race with Car FX. <laughs> I think it's really cool. And I think it yeah. kind of ties back to one of the question I have for you is, have you thought of going into um, scoring and composition for yeah. video games? Yeah. Okay, so I've, I've always, cause I love to play car racing a lot. I think that's basically the games I used to have on my phone and on my laptop. I just play them on. So I love to listen and, ah, okay, this song passes through here. So it's not just about me playing, but mm-hmm. I'm actually listening to what is going on in, in the, the game. Yeah. Aside from the fact that I do production and I uh, work with artists, left for me. Uh, if I see sound to live on, I leave this one saying, I'm so can't focus on sound design. That's mm. just where I just, I'm not really all about art. I don't really see myself, you know, just doing what? all of that yes. only. Yes. You're looking to go into other things. Yeah, video game, sound for video game, with musical score. I even didn't tend to briefly for that. And what yeah. was that, what What was that like for you? Yeah, but it was very eye-opening for very interesting. I just sent a mail to the person I saw his, uh, this industry B. It's the one that did the sound design for uh, music for wedding party. Oh, okay. Yeah, wedding okay. party, yeah. That's cool. One and two, and Katush and Katush. By the way. Okay. <laughs> live TV. Okay, okay, TV. great. Okay, so I sent him a mail. I sent him some of his stuff I did. Yeah, lady, did I do this? So, yeah, come, come, come. Yeah, so, but he was on the island, and going from mainland to that, man, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But I live for the brief time I was there. Thank God for my music production background. I was able to catch up fast. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, because I think I interviewed... No, I think I interviewed Gray Jones, and he also does sound design, and it's just... Another word in <laughs> Yes, it <laughs> is. It, it is. I think it just expands your mind. Exactly. It's, I think that's why I love it. Because I think for production with uh, artists, it's, it's fine. Okay, you, you get to you know, think and create. It's not easy, but... Uh, for movie, <laughs> there's a whole lot playing there. You're not just thinking. Some of the things that you do in a um, production acid, you can still bring it there. That's so it's not saying. just only about you know, doing music for someone to just come and think. You have to pay a lot of attention to mood. When you watch movie, I think maybe my background in theater art was some of the things that you know informed that. It's not just about creating. You're like telling the story with your sound. Yes, you okay. are. I still have a project that I want to work in that regard. Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw that. So <laughs> actually, let, let's jump to that. So um, I think so that would also stem from your um, your theatre background. Yeah, yeah. It is. We did playwriting, and I learned after I graduated. I spoke with one a guy I met in one of this Creative Nigeria Summit, and gave me the, the breakdown. So I have a group that I. I 
no work on and um, the idea is to create a sound cape. It's based on my hearing yeah. experience. I want to get people to see what it feels like to hear as a normal person mm-hmm. and what my own experience was like for me. Because I did not know. When I said Lagos was loud, <laughs> like, ah, Lagos is loud. Oh, this year, what's the year? <laughs> you get so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all this day. Wait till the end. You're like your father and mother. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, so. that's wow. Well, that's yeah, you know, so. but that's that sounds like a great project mm. because I'm not so sure if you're familiar with this medical condition that yeah. they said people that they they see that music producers that they something along the lines that they make music from what they see, not okay. what they hear. Okay. And I was like, that is so fast. I, if when we're done, I'll look up the name. I can't remember um, what it, there's a medical term for that. That okay. there are people that they okay. Don't, I, I think I've heard of that. Yeah. The guy that wrote the, that guy yeah, that composed the movie for Game of Thrones. Roman Javali. Yeah. So I read a bit of his you new know, bio and said something about thing. Yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah, Roman Yes, exactly. It has to do with colors or something like that. I don't know about my own being colors. No, but I'm just saying that that's because see, I think for me, like honestly, I'm only the fact that sometimes in Nigeria it seems like the stories we hear are always very repetitive. But there's like a wealth of stories and there are wealth of situations and experiences that people are going through Mm. like you may see people that either they're autistic or whatever the case may be you need stories that reflect the reality of people's lives so i'm looking for go ahead we're about to say something i think i really wouldn't blame people that do more of a repetitive thing because like a business and this is worth first the money and there's no guarantee that when you do the people will actually want to work you see and you know nigeria we have this uh we are more uh, receptive to foreign content so that's why you know that when a foreign person do something like that, people are more you know interested in seeing it than maybe when a Nigerian do that. Yeah, I get that, but uh, that, that's another story for another day. I'm not <laughs> even trying to get into that, but slowly but surely, if we begin to incorporate yeah, yeah, yeah. these, I think it's, it's with time. Exactly. With time. Least, now people are not getting more. Uh, uh, oh, they're not, yeah, they're not, they're not paying more attention to you know certain things around them. Before I didn't know that it's less. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get and some of these autism. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I get with time if we start bringing all of this to their you know, consciousness. What is your favorite movie score of all time? Of really? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I started the last season. Ah no, I I had good bumps. I started that fighting. Uh, I, 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 I drowned myself in in the music for a very long time. Yeah. I listened and listened. I even went fast going and playing. Listen to it. I I love the build. Tell the place where uh, Kali see the, this guy that was defending her. Sorry, yeah, yeah, you're speaking to the wrong person. <laughs> okay, I, 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 okay, so there's this queen that has to drive. I know, I know Khaleesi. Okay, I know Khaleesi. Yeah, Khaleesi. yeah so uh-huh. before she died, this her very loyal you know, guy. That, uh-huh. So at the point where he was fighting the whole, only him. Oh my God! I, I, the music was no, no, intense. Roman I love how it was able to build. I think that that's my bed. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I always tell people that I've only watched two episodes, and that's from season <laughs> one. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then obviously I see like random like um, snippets on like YouTube or online. Mm, and I'm like, okay. okay. So, because I think the issue I have with Game of Thrones, it's not like it's a bad issue. It's the fact that you really have to want to watch it. Yeah. You can't watch it in passing. There are so many families and there's so many storylines. And yeah. if you miss one, you miss a lot of yeah, things. Right. So it's not, you can't just watch it and say, okay, I'm just watching as background yeah. noise. I think another, uh, another movie I like to, or still is, I like the um, score. Vikings. I just love when I start with and I don't hear that. Uh, mm. it, was, it was very different for that type of theme. It was a bit like a game of film, but the music was very rocky and very... Yeah, this creepy food. I like. Okay, I like. I like this one. I like yeah. this one. That's cool. Looking forward to all the stuff you're going to be composing. <laughs> I'm like, really, I'm really looking forward to that. Last question before we go into the fun random questions is: You have a producer tag because when I when I heard your music, I saw that it said I only yeah. <laughs> in a very cool way. Now, what are your thoughts on the criticism that this is? Well, I don't know how how do they say it. Music, not Jersey, or something along those lines. Have you seen that? You seen that before? Then they say that there are too many, there, there are too many tags on songs. Like from, so we have mixing and mastering engineer yeah. tag. We have producer tag. So what are your thoughts? I on think it, that way because of the kind of country that we are in. I mean, when you listen to jobs, foreign jobs, you don't usually hear that. Except for maybe some of the DJs, and that was just like a cool thing. But for you in Nigeria, you are putting your tag, you are promoting yourself. <laughs> yeah, your own PR, your own everything. And now, when you put stuff online there now, it, there is no guarantee that, okay, somebody will see you and want to just call you up. There are people that are stealing people's work online. And you just have to be careful. So for you, that for them, that's what I've understood. Even if you want to carry my work, I've scattered my tag everywhere in the song. If you want to sing vet, if you play. Once you think chorus, we play. Everybody will hear it. Okay, wait. But <laughs> we play because you don't even get the permission from me to use it. If not, I would have given you the file. Even remove my tag so that you can have access to it. But you know, like I was saying, you know, Nigeria, you want to war, war. Yeah, you understand. Okay, but, but what about the situations whereby even on so-called established artists or up-and-coming artists and you still hear some people, they have tags on the song. So, we not we not we don't get the clearance and all these things we have gotten on the past. But you still see someone, whoever, maybe it's a mixing and mastering engineer. The person's name still comes up. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think, think it's distracting? The major reason for me, I think people do that. The promotion, that is the main thing because mm-hmm. music traveling now. So somebody is listening to your work there, they're asking questions about who is expecting. So by the time they just say like ah, Mataquaf on the beat, they already know it. They just gonna take with Mataquaf. But you could just hear a random. Maybe if the person is not even popular. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to find out. Except maybe the person puts the name. Yeah, the and if it's data. a song that you know the guy works with an artist, and maybe production credits is not even there, they will contact the artist. Let's go into the fun random questions portion. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first question that I have for you is: Last week you tweeted that, and I quote. Wiz Kids Superstar album, every song was a hit back to back. Yeah. Now, taking that into consideration, if you had to pick two songs of the album, which songs are you going to pick and why? <laughs> what song is that one? Okay, I like to say my name. Okay. I like him. And uh, what's the name of that one? That this lady was in the video. Funka Kindele. Pakuromo. Oh, Pakuromo. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I love those. I love those two. Okay. So say my um, name, Pakuromo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, great. You retweeted Ayo You may not know who that is. Maybe you just retweeted it. But anyway, his name is Ayo Shokwito. And his tweet said, you have to give your kids these three 
things. One is debt-free education. The second one is a little, I guess, money to get started. So it could be money for a house. It could be money to start your own business. And the third thing is self-sufficiency so that the child is not held down trying to care for their parents, right? Those are the three options. Which one are you going to pick if you could only pick one? Self-sufficiency. Ah, why? Uh, I think that sums up everything, okay? Yeah. Um, if I can't use self-sufficiency, <laughs> you would ask at least preparing you for it. Yeah. Okay, and that comes to maybe taking you to school, education and all of that. So they have, there must have been a process before. You know. This girl it in. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Because self-sufficiency is all-encompassing. Because, yeah. yeah, you would think that with self-sufficiency, that involves debt-free education, that involves you having little money. To, yeah, that's a good choice. <laughs> I like that. Moving on to the third question. What is your favorite album or EP at the moment? Okay, I like Good Girl, so EP. Good Girl. <laughs> good Girl, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, I liked it. I listened to her stuff on Boom Play. Okay, this nice. I like Pina. I like uh, Grisset. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Fourth question. 2019 is not over, but so far, what would you say you are most proud of about yourself that you have done? I'm proud of the fact that I've tested new water. Yeah, and uh, for a very long time, I've been holding back on doing some stuff. But mm-hmm. like, okay, fine, I'm all in now. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> yes. Yeah, awesome. So I, I, I'm proud of the fact that I'm testing new, new water. water. Even though at some point it's not really comfortable for me. In fact, it's outside of my comfort zone. But because okay, I really need to get something done too. That's great. I love that. I'm all in. <laughs> no, really, you don't understand. That, that's awesome. I'm all in. Yeah. Like, uh, I like that. I really like that. I'm gonna start using that now. <laughs> all right. Final question is. What was the last book that you read? Uh, please don't say the Bible. Uh, don't say the Bible. No. <laughs> but I was not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I think the last book I read. Um, that was, uh, is this Robert uh, Kiyosaki? Okay. Uh, and I read that, put that last one. Okay. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you so much, Amelie, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, you have a great time. <laughs> yeah, I do. Today's episode is produced by Fola Shade Anosie. To ensure that you do not miss out on subsequent episodes, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Mixcloud, or Stitcher Radio. That's T-H-E-S-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. We are also active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the same name. Alternatively, I am on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. Bye.